All right, let's go ahead and pray, everybody. We're going to get started. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time you've given us to get into your word. Uh, to focus on what it means to build that momentum, uh, that, that ability to um, be strong spiritual forces in this world. I thank you, Father God, for using me in a special way to help these young people understand the importance of spiritual disciplines and so they can have a, a destined end. And we uh, thank you, Lord, for this time that we can freely in America be able to uh, uh, get into your word and, and, and allow the word to get into us. And we come against right now, against every demonic spirit that may war against myself, my family. I counsel any type of retaliation uh, attacks against myself and family and these young people for the word will be sown in their hearts for uh, uh, for their growth. And Father, I turn my attention back to you. I thank Lord for that authority uh, being manifest and I thank Lord for the fruit uh, and the glory you'll receive from this moment that you have graced me to have. We appreciate it, Father. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Today we're going to be talking about the importance, of course, we talked about last week, the importance of building spiritual momentum. And then we're going to talk about uh, how to build spiritual momentum in our lives. And we talked about last week that momentum by definition is strength or force gained by motion or by a series of events. That momentum is, is energy built. It's energy uh, 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 sustained. It's being energy filled. It's strength or force gained. Right now, the things that you're executing in and, and laboring in or, or doing right now, is it giving you that momentum to be the person that you need to be? Is that relationship giving you the momentum spiritually? Is that a career path giving you that momentum? What is it that you're practicing or moving towards? Are you even gaining strength from? A lot of the things that we're engaged in are, are actually taking strength from us versus giving strength into us, right? And that's why it's our, uh, our responsibility to really assess what we are attached to, to ensure, am I gaining momentum? Is my prayer life stronger than it was a week ago? Am I stronger spiritually than a year ago? That's real assessments, right? When you go into the gym, um, there's a different, whether it's colleges or whatever, there's different people on staff that measures uh, strength, that measures growth, that measures increase, because they understand that if a team increase, the program increase, right? Imagine if we took that same seriousness to ensure how much have I grown spiritually, how much have I gained strength in the things of God? Because the life that we're living in will test that spiritual strength. There are going to be series of events that's going to happen in your life that's going to test your fortitude, that's going to test your faith. And if you're not doing what it takes in this off season um, to build the strength you need for the season, you will never hold the trophy up at the end of a season, right? And so momentum is important. And, and the enemy's objective is to kill momentum. And there's a scripture, we, simple scripture here uh, about going from glory to glory. It should be our goal to say, God, glory, be glorified in my life by helping me be a, a transfer uh, from this level of glory to that level of glory. Because when you get to college, we'll see how strong you are. When you get married, we'll see how strong you are. When you have a child, we'll see how spiritually strong you are because there's a lot of things you cannot lift physically. There's certain things in this life that you can't uh, 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 move physically. The Bible says some things don't come out but by what? Prayer and fasting, right? There are certain things that cannot happen in your life without some spiritual fortitude because this natural world, the issue I think with, with a lot of people is that we have been taught how to engage this world only by our five senses. We only engage this world based upon our ability to taste, smell, see, hear, and uh, touch, right? That's all we know, right? But what about that sixth sense of discernment? What about that sixth sense of, of being able to differentiate between what's demonic and what's divine? To be able to determine what's the will of God and what's not. That's a skill set. 
That's a set of skills that you have to have in a spiritual world. What are some beneficial skills uh, uh, physically that people should have? Strength, Str- strength. muscle, muscular strength. Why is that skill important? Um, I don't know. Like, is it emergency? Just okay. Just to lift up your glass or something. Yeah, yeah. That's simple as that. Yes. Critical thinking skill. Why is that important? That's good. That's good. What else? One more. People skills. People skills. People skills why? Because you don't know who you're talking to. You don't know who you're talking to. Imagine having all, all those three skills, but not any spiritual skills to really sustain it. Without the spirit of God, you may have good people skills, but entertain the wrong person. With, with, with uh, physical skills, you may be able to lift things, but not have the wisdom with it. And what you say, uh, Courtney? Critical thinking. Like, I mean, that's just kind of one of the things that comes from the fruit of the spirit, but from the spirit of God. But that all those things are great. But if I don't have the spiritual momentum for that, those physical things could be jeopardized. I have this point here. It says the enemy's objective is to kill spiritual momentum and build sinful momentum. The devil's ultimate objective is to kill. Why does he want to kill spiritual momentum? Or before we get into that, what does spiritual momentum look like? What does a spiritual momentous person look like? A person that's like on fire. I mean, they're they're just they're just strong spiritually and they're progressing. Yes. Um, having motivation to no matter what, just keep going, keep moving. That faith, the optimism, good, good. What else? Yes, Court. Yeah, that's difficult. Both of those are difficult without the spirit of God. Yes, uh, harms. Unfazed, right? Like. That spiritual momentum that I can count it all joy when I go through various trials. I can keep moving forward. I, I know that I'm more than a conqueror. I can, I can do things at a high level despite the events around my life because I have that spiritual momentum. The devil wants to stifle that. Why? Why does the devil want to stifle what you said, Harmony? So that way he can keep throwing stuff your way. Like when he looked at Jesus in the Yeah. The issue is, if the devil is still around you, then you don't have enough word in you. Right. If the devil is still pestering you like like bullies only bully people until that uh, to that person being bullied, hit him in the mouth. <laughs> Once you hit a bully in the mouth, the bully stops bullying. <laughs> but the issue is we are victims spiritually. We've been uh, pacified. We've been uh, 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 there's more uh, uh quote unquote Christians and actually converted Christians. Like there's a big difference between being a professing Christian and a converted Christian. There's a difference between being a converted Christian to actually being a Christian with momentum, right? And so he wants to stifle it because he knows, hey, all I got to do is keep bullying you. All I got to do is keep hitting you at that same area of unforgiveness, that same area of lack of discipline, and you won't succeed. What about choice court? Why does he want to stop what you said earlier? What'd you say earlier? Was you part of the second three? What'd you say? Critical thinking, yes. No, hold on, no. You didn't say that? Who? No, I said that, but there was another. There was another. What course say? Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Man, what course did you say? What did you say? Optimism. Oh, go ahead, Court. Putting God in everything you do. Why, why does the devil want to kill that momentum being built in that area? Being more like the world. Yep, that's good. What about yours? What'd you say? Optimism. Why does he want to kill optimism and make us pessimistic? Because that's the 
That's right. And so like we said, it says uh, the enemy's objective is to kill spiritual momentum. Like he doesn't want you to put God in everything because if God is not in your friendship, the friendships die. If God is not in your career, the career dies. Even if you have success, it's, the death is inevitable. Right. And what you say, Harms? Yeah, the spiritual part. Unfazed. Man, what was what, what up? Anyway. Let's get to the next point. <clears throat> the, uh, the enemy's objective is to kill spiritual momentum and to build sinful momentum. Some of us are very skilled sinfully. <laughs> I mean, we can sin like the best of them in a particular area. We can lie like the best of them. We can sex like the best of them. We can, we can make money bad like the best of them. Like, like he wants that sinful momentum to build, right? Because he understands that whatever builds is built for his kingdom, Right? And so he knows all I got to do is make the things of God boring, make the things. Uh, I was watching um, um, Deion Sanders um, when he went and spoke to Colorado University to the players. And when he walked in, everybody was clapping. We got prom time. And then he said, I'm coming. He said, no hoodies, no earrings. He said, he said, there's football players not in the room right now playing football. They won't be here. Like. He was talking about one, one kid asked him a question and said, um, how is offseason going to be like? He says offseason is going to be to such a degree that it should make you or it should going to be to a place where we're going to see who quits. Right. Like spiritual growth requires that level of focus and discipline and a level of growth. Right. Because if, if I just come into this Christian life and just play around, like, do you understand the devil's not playing? Your demon that's assigned to you is not playing with you. Like they have death on their line. They have murder on their line. Like, like they want to steal, kill, and destroy at every given opportunity. It's crazy we playing with someone that's not playing. Right? So when we take Christianity and our spiritual walk seriously, we'll, we'll, like he said to his NFL player, he says, I want you to focus on the NFL, not the NIL. Right? And what he was trying to say there, stop trying to focus on making money when you're trying to make the league. Right. And we're, we're, what we're trying to make as Christians, sometimes we're more, more so focused on our name and likeness deals and how we can be successful here. But don't even make it to the league league, not even make it to heaven, heaven. All right. So the goal should be while I'm here, what momentum can I build for God to get optimal use out of me? If God was to walk in his room, who would he pull? Who, who would he put in his toolkit? If he came into your life, what can he get from you spiritually? Like if if your mom was on her deathbed, can you even do you even do you even have enough of a prayer life to pray her through? Like like do you have enough prayer life? Do you have enough discernment? Do you have enough to actually function in the spiritual world? That's real talk. That's real thinking. Because when life hits you and you don't have enough in you, you won't be able to get through. So the devil said, all I want you to do is build sinful momentum. Just keep being sinful. Just keep being be very skilled at that. Because I don't want you to build anything for the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit's objective is to kill sinful momentum and to build spiritual momentum. That's his ultimate objective. But he's a gentleman, though. Satan's not a gentleman. Satan's going to run into your life and be like, nah, this life is better. The Holy Spirit's like, if you let me in, I can change that area. So his goal is to say, okay, what are those sinful things in your life that's killing that spiritual momentum? Because we all know when it's time to pray, we don't feel like it. When it's time to read our Bible, we, our heads are nodding. 
right? We can watch six shows on Netflix. We can watch a, 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 a basketball film for 10 hours, but can't even read 10 verses. That's by design. The devil is not going to make uh, what's beneficial to you uh, beautiful to you. He's going to make it as distasteful and, and lackluster, right? So the Holy Spirit objective is to kill that sinful momentum. That's killing you. Okay, let's give it an example. How does sinful momentum kill certain things in life? And give me an example of something that sinful momentum will kill. Peace. How does sin kill peace? I don't even know who said that. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. That's good. And when you're not under God's protection, you constantly worry about how you Yep. There are certain people right now taking a light rail right now. I got more peace than a millionaire in a Bentley. I learned that lesson one day when I was riding the bus with y'all <laughs> last year. And I was like, I have more peace now because I don't have to worry about nobody robbing me. I do good by everybody. I don't got to worry nobody. No worry, have to worry about nobody chasing me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's peace. Sin destroys peace. You're always looking over your shoulder. You're always worried if, if you're going to be exposed, right? So that sinful habits kills peace. What else? What does sinful momentum kill? Confidence. confidence. How does it kill confidence? Because you can look at someone else and be like, why can't I look like this? Man. That's yep. That's real. Both of those are good. Expound that just for a little bit. Like, I'd say for a dude, like you would see someone being this tall or whatever, you'd be like, "I wish I was that tall." But God made you the way you are for a reason. Yeah, things make sense over seasons. Your reason for life makes sense over seasons. Like all of us at this age, well, in our ages, have struggled with what we wish we could have been. Right? I wish when I was y'all's age, I wish I was six seven. I ain't even gonna lie to you. If I was six seven, six eight, six nine, man, with my little twinkle toes, my little footwork, bro, who knows where I'd be right now, right? But it wasn't for me. You know what I'm saying? Thank God I made over six foot. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. But what I'm saying is, it don't matter how tall you are, right? It don't even matter. What I'm saying is, is that okay? What am I saying? Um, confidence, right? Confidence. What's the what's the, what's one of the words? That defines confidence. What's what's in what's in confidence that that confide? What does confide mean? Trust. Trust. That's right. My conf, my ultimate confidence is in who or what I trust. What happens when you trust your money more than God? What are what are the potential downfalls? Or is it ine- not potential? What are the inevitable downfalls of that? Yes. And what happens when the money runs out for most people? And you broke. And what happens when you broke? Live in a trailer. What happens when you live in a trailer? <laughs> you get desperate, is what I'm saying. <laughs> you get, oh, my bad. People listen to like a trailer. Okay, anyway, we are humble beginners for everyone. But what I'm saying is, is that your, your ultimate trust has to be in God. Like, man, I tell people all the time, man, uh, when it comes to money and, and, and success, it's like, 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 I wasn't always like this. God has, man, it's a miracle that I'm this way. And, and the way that I am right now is I trust him. I trust him. And, and my goal is to get other people to say, I have to trust him because this world system fluctuates. The dollar goes up. The dollar goes down. Uh, uh, people go away. People come around. You see what I'm saying? Like a lot of different things happen. But if my trust is in God and everybody leaves, I'm still in good company. 
That's why I, uh, one thing Pastor Gould taught me was like when I was young preacher, he was like, if you always preach for an audience of one, you will always serve an audience of many. Like if my ultimate goal is to preach as if I'm having a regular conversation with God, the rest will flood through. And so the thing is, we, we, we have our trust in people, trust in money, trust in things, <clears throat> and it sabotages the things that God wants to bring into our lives, right? And so the Holy Spirit's objective is to uh, kill sinful momentum and build spiritual momentum. Uh, there is always strength or force to be gained. We said momentum by definition is strength or force gained by motion. What are motions? What are some things we should be in motion every day doing? It, we should be actively engaging with energy into mentally, physically, spiritually, uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, or financially. What are some of those things? Some examples. Motion. Doing. Yes, Court. And, and why is that beneficial? Yeah. Let me ask you, what's the best way, and I don't want to pick on you, so anyone can contribute. What is the best way to read God's word? You start off, I started off reading Proverbs. Mm -hmm, good, yeah. Proverbs every day. Uh-huh. And then going off of there, once I finish, moving on to Matthews, and then the finish of the Testament, and then the whole thing. That's good. Okay, excuse me, my bad. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, uh, Matt. What's your pressure off? I would say um, <clears throat> how I study the word is, That's good. That's good. Powerful stuff. Both of y'all. Now, what are some other um, motions, things? Reading God's word is something we have to do every day. Um, uh, basketball players, football players, everyone, you know, they're familiar. Even business owners, they're familiar with the tax code. Like they're, they're studying. They're reading something every day. Uh, people who want to get better, they say, if you plan to lead, plan to read, right? Like, like reading is essential, right? Reading not just scriptural stuff, but stuff that supports uh, life. But reading scripture specifically does because there's a wealth of information in there. What's some other things that we have to do every day motion-wise? Putting our energy in, putting our effort in, et cetera. I said take time for yourself. Why is that important? Because mental health is very serious. Very serious. And why is it important to pull away? Or what does pulling away look like to you? Like, say you just, like, sit in a room, like, move your phones or whatever, and mm -hmm. just, like, sit there in peace. Yeah. Just think about God, you and God. Just reflecting. It's powerful. Yep. Another thing that we should do, one more. Whatever, what should we do every single day putting motion into that builds momentum? Yes, sir. Go ahead, bro. I don't know if it's true, but I say, um, Yeah. Yeah. You know when you say it like that, you already know what you want to test it. Okay, I can see if I can mess them up, but you don't allow that to happen. Yeah. You need to go straight forward. Don't even bother what you're saying. Like I'm going to be loving today. I'm gonna to be joyful today. I'm gonna to be peaceful today. I'm gonna to be patient. Like that's that's important. Like like that's a choice. Like like motion is saying I I know why I have to do this, and that's all. Those were great. There's always strength and force to be gained. Spiritual motion, 
spiritual force, emotional, physical, mental, financial, so much. If we invest in every day, little by little, we'll build momentum, right? Um, consistency is important when it comes to momentum. Like, I have to be consistent. Like, I, I can't just read my Bible when I feel like it, you know? I can't just be an elementary with my worry. And you know how we used to be when we was young? You know, Lord, whatever I, whatever I open this Bible to and point my finger, let it be a word for me today. And that's, that's that baby level, you know what I'm saying? You over there in Leviticus talking mad at God because you thought God opened you to Leviticus, right? And, and, and a lot of people, their spiritual life, like, like they, they do that. Like, they, they live life more off a of chance than commitment or consistency. Like, I'm waiting on God. It's, people, man, it's kind of can be spiritually dumb. Like, they'll be like, God, I'm just waiting on that million dollars to come. And they just sitting there like, you know, the old saints might, maybe not y'all, but the old saints still wait on the million dollars for 10 years. God, I'm waiting for you to bring me my wife, bring me my husband, bring me. And he said, but what have you brought me for me to bring to you? You see what I'm saying? Like, God is a businessman. <clears throat> God, is a, God, God, God is a transformational God, but he's also transactional. He's like, fam, why would I bless you with something that you're going to destroy? Like, if I gave you a million dollars but didn't give you a million hours to really maximize your ability, how can you manage a million dollars? There's principles. Like, whatever you're waiting on right now, you got to say, whatever I want to be in motion towards my life, what am I in motion towards it? How am I moving towards it? God, as God says, I came all the way once. I'm not coming all the way again. I came all the way with my son once. He, you didn't have to do nothing. Salvation is free. I came all the way one time to save you. I'm not coming all the way to save you from poverty. I'm not coming all the way to save you from your trauma. If you're not trying to show me that you want to be free, imagine you being a bird and you in a bird cage. The door's been open for days and you ain't flown out. God ain't going to put his hand and get you out of the cage knowing you're going to fly right back into it. God's saying whom the sun sets free is free indeed. You're free. But you have to walk in that freedom. You have to show me. Now, I'm not saying God is, is, this is not works righteousness. This ain't saying I do to get. It just shows a principle of when I've proven that I'm able and I'm proven that I'm able to manage, then God will want to freely bless me, right? So I want you guys thinking, like, oh, man, I better go out there and do 10 push-ups and, 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 and quote these multiple scriptures because God's timing is perfect. So I'm not sitting there saying things are going to happen always on a timetable based on what you do. Saying is, if you want anything done for you, you got to show that you're able to manage it, right? Um, momentum can occur at any moment. Right now, you can make that moment today, saying, Today, I'm going to build momentum spiritually. Today, I'm going to read my Bible, even when I don't feel like it, because of what it's doing in me. Like they said, a bamboo tree, y'all heard this before. It was like a farmer has to water a bamboo seed for five years before it sprouts. And they say after the fifth year, that bamboo tree, which has been unseen for five years, sprouts how many feet? 90 feet. Are you willing to, to, to be hidden for five years, to really build momentum for five years, to sprout up 90, 90 feet? Something to think about. So any given moment, you can make a decision. Say, you know what? I'm going to do this every day. I'm going to do, I'm going to pray every day. I'm going to read every day. I'm going to walk in love every day. I'm going to be kind every day. I'm going to acknowledge God every day. I'm going to take my time every day. And let me see where it gets me one day. And it surely will get you somewhere. Uh, momentum starts in the mind. The state of your mind determines the momentum you'll build. My mindset has to be convinced. Pers not convinced. Persuaded. 
It has to be at a place where I say, okay, these principles work. Now, will you trust a person, like I say this example all the time, a person on the street corner has a sign that says right up under, I'll work for food, tell you, I'll, I'll teach you five ways to build wealth. Would you hire that person? Why? You can't do it yourself. There's no proof, right? Like, I have to see proof, right? I have to see if you're able to do it, right? And so sometimes you just got to look at somebody and learn from somebody and say, okay, what did you do to get to where you got, to where you are now? That's important. Uh, and that shifts your mindset. Uh, here's momentum leads to these different things. It leads to unveiled mysteries. When I build momentum, I learn more about me. I learn more about money. I learn more about business. I learn more about ministry. Like the more I build momentum, if I just read my Bible casually, how can I allow the word to cut and do surgery in me? It reveals, right? Momentum reveals mystery. Like, like some of y'all may not even never thought that you could be build your percentage in a corner three or build your percentage in, in your vocabulary. Like you never knew that you could really be who you want to be, right? Momentum builds or unveils mysteries. Momentum also builds mastery. Like when I do something every day, they say, I'm not, there's a karate person that said there's somebody in fighting, UFC, whatever. He says, I'm not afraid of someone that could do 15 different kind of kicks. He says, I'm afraid of the man who can do one kick very well. Imagine you know how to kick 15 different ways, right? But that one person did that one spin kick, because they know something well. Can you, tear, can you tear down a tree hitting it 50 different areas, or do you knock down a tree hitting it 50 times in one area? Three times in one area. If I'm hitting a tree all over the place, it's just an ugly tree. Maybe you'll do some arson crap. Maybe you can cut a face in a tree. But, what, but if you hit the tree and that's your objective to knock it down, you have to hit it 50 times, 50,000 times in one area. And so mastery is important. Mastery is not about how, how much can I do it until I get it right. That's only halfway. You heard the phrase. It's not about how many times you can do it to get it right. It's how many times can you do it and not get it wrong. That you're so good that it's hard to see you get it wrong, right? It says momentum also creates better moments for yourself. When you build momentum with financial literacy, you build momentum and being a financial steward, you get to travel where you want to travel. That's the benefit of that, right? When you build spiritual momentum and, and you're reading and you're praying and then that, that, that ex comes by and you're like, man, my heart's not vexed over that ex. Like, like when that person walked by, there's no tug no more. I'm actually walking in love towards them, not in love with them or having love for them. Like you have that momentum where you able to, uh, the same devil comes around. You know, we all know the devils come in cycles. Every March you go through the same thing. Every, every, uh, uh, during November, uh, December, it's the same temptation. I passed this, this uh, Thanksgiving, I passed. The same devil that used to take me out every Thanksgiving, have me gain 20, 30 pounds in two or three months. Like, like I only had Thanksgiving for a day and a half. I used to eat Thanksgiving food from Thanksgiving <clears throat> to Sunday, and I was eating like multiple plates. My wife was like, you really only had one plate on Thanksgiving? Your boy only had one plate. My, my, y'all clap. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. God is what I'm saying is, <clears throat> thank you, thank you, <laughs> I gotta keep living. I gotta keep living. But but that I even I looked at that plate and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. They didn't have nothing over me anymore. Now when Christmas comes, I'm still believing. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Christmas is coming, my birthday is coming. The Lord is I gotta still trust in him, right? <laughs> anyway. 
momentum creates better moments for yourself and momentum also builds better management. That's my self-explanatory. Now, real quickly before, so we can get up out and give you some time to fellowship. Um, how to build spiritual momentum, we're done. Eight things, real quickly. These are self-explanatory, probably stuff that you can take home. You can listen to this a little bit later. I post them on my uh, podcast every day. Now, number one, you must know you're significant. How to build spiritual momentum, you must first know you're significant. It's hard to build spiritual momentum when you don't think God loves you. It's hard to build spiritual momentum when you're sunken in condemnation. You have to know you're significant to God. You got to know that God is not distracted. Like, do you know God is 100%? I have God's 100% attention, and you have his 100% attention without him being distracted? That God can really be in your life, my life, 100% without distraction? Like, you got your own God with you? Like, like God is saying, man, I, you have my full undivided attention. You're significant to me? That's powerful to me. That God don't have a busy signal. That God going to be like, you don't have a secretary saying, well, God will be available in 100 years. Will you be available? Like, God is booked for the next 100 years. Uh, so you want to talk to Gabriel? <laughs> you want to talk to Michael? You want to you talk to one of the archangels? No, God said, man, I'm, I'm here. So how to build that spiritual momentum to say, oh, this prayer stuff worked because God is focused on me. I have to first know I'm significant. Number two, you must know you were sent here to do something special. I can't do what God wants me to do. I can't do what a God who is a spirit if I'm not spiritually disciplined. Like, in order for you to last in any area of your life, you have to say, man, I'm sent here to do something special. Number three, you must make every moment significant. Don't let an hour go by without taking it seriously. Every, my goal in life and our goal in life should always to be present. Why is it important to be present? Because when you're present, you are present. Who have you not unwrapped yourself for to be a gift for? Because you didn't think every moment was significant. So now I got to build my prayer life. I got to build my spiritual momentum and discipline so that I can have the love. Like, was it, was it uh, Cheston that said? So I can actually walk in the fruit of the spirit. Do you know the world is looking for that? <clears throat> the world is looking for love. The world is looking for joy. The world is looking for peace. The love is looking for those three things right there. That's the top of the spiritual fruit, right? The fruit of God's spirit. They're looking for love. We're the only ones that have that. The world has a counterfeit of love. The world has happiness, not joy. The world has peace bought but peace versus peace that was bought. Like, 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 there's a big difference. So when I'm walking with love and I love everybody, who's going to really be an enemy of me? If I'm joy and content, who can pressure me and push me to do something that I'm not, that I'm not built for? When I have peace, what is there to worry about? So in order to build that spiritual momentum, I must take every moment significant. Make every moment significant. Number four, you must let scripture read you. I, in order for me to get better and go from glory to glory, I got to let the word read me. We read the Bible. We don't, let the, we don't even get enough time for the Bible to read us. Meditate on it. Okay, what does the scripture mean to me? I helped a student the other day um, on the board. I don't know if it's a student or a person I was talking to for coaching. But I told him, I said, write the scripture on the board. Take a word from that scripture and, and chew on that, like chewing tobacco. And, and you just chew on it. Don't, don't, don't do that. That's his analogy. Chew on that tobacco. And, 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 well, um, yeah, just keep chewing <laughs> and on that word. You know what I'm saying? So that you can be able to say, okay, how can I? Because you know whatever you eat gets into your cells. Whatever you eat is all in you. That's why we got to make sure we, we think about taste the waste. I got to think about food. How will it taste and how will it waste? It's a big, a big importance, right? So whatever I chew on spiritually will get into the cells of me 
and will actually become a part of me and strengthen me. Uh, number five, you must see sin as your enemy and stop sinning. In order to do a spiritual man, I got to see sin for what it really is. You can't win with sin. You just can't. You can't win with it. There, 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 there's not enough uh, uh, sexual sin, immoral sin, uh, uh, self-righteous sin that's going to help you win. So you have to see sin for what it really is and stop doing it <laughs> uh, by the help of the Holy Ghost. Uh, number six, you must bounce back quickly from a pick six. <laughs> everything, everything starts with S, so that's just how my brain works. That means you got to get over it, man. You throw a pick six, throw an interception, you mess up the day, get over it. You cause turnover, get over it. That's what that means. You must bounce back quickly from a pick six. If you, I don't care the demons over there dancing in the end zone. When the ball comes back to you, you score, right? Number seven, you must be intentional about spending time with God. You have to be intentional. You can't wait for potential time with God. You got to be intentional with time with God. You got to say, nah, I, I, I got to make time for God because I understand the benefit. Last but not least, you must seek to serve your services. God, what do you want me to serve your people with? That means I have to pray to spend time with you to get witty inventions, witty ideas. God, I got to spend time with you so I can serve your people. Eight ways to build spiritual momentum. You must know you're significant. Number two, you must know you were sent here to do something special. Number three, you must make every moment significant. Number four, you must let scripture read you. Number five, you must see sin as your enemy and stop sinning. Number six, you must bounce back quickly from a pick six. Number seven, you must be intentional about spending time with God. And number eight, you must seek to serve your services. Any questions? Everybody's good? Are y'all good to fellowship?